Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Brian Citron, author of Wild Expectance and owner of leadflows.com. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm excited to be here today. Well, can you just expand a bit more on that and tell the audience a bit more about, you know, who you are, who you serve and where your business is today? Sure. So, my name is Brian Citron. I I just moved to St. Louis, Missouri, because I I recently got engaged. And the person who I got engaged to, we actually start talking because I wrote this book here. And in the process of her reading the book, she fell in love with me and I fell in love with her. So the the first single woman to read my book, and we fell in love and that's super exciting. And so just wrote a story. That's incredible. Yeah, it was actually on the news on Thanksgiving Day. It was on the news for our proposal. It was is really special. Mm. We, uh, I had a plane fly by behind the arch that said, I heart you, Chelsea, will you marry me? And I popped out in the middle of a photo shoot. And then we like bought every ticket up in the arch. We went up there and then we had a plane fly by again that said, she said yes. And then like all our friends and family came up to the top of the arch. And then we had a, an after party where our first date was at. Um, it was really, really special. And, uh, and so my book, it's, it's a memoir, self-help actually. And it's about my journey when I graduated with my Bachelor of Science in Entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and then when I graduated, I really sensed that I was supposed to move out to Los Angeles from Missouri and actually work for free for a, a nonprofit doing campus ministry at UCLA and then USC. And in this process, I've been to Haiti 28 times. I've been to Vietnam six times. I've traveled. I used to travel rock festivals. And a bunch of crazy wild stories in between before eventually launching chiropracticadvertising.com and then eventually lead flows. And lead flows, what it does is it, it consolidates pretty much all the different tools a business needs to succeed, especially online in terms of it can make online websites, it can make your sales funnel, it can create your online calendar, you can have automated text messages that are two-way and even address somebody by name. It has your email sequencing. You can create online courses. Pretty much anything you need to succeed online, you can do with lead flows. And so with chiropractic advertising, what we would do is we would piecemeal all these different tools together and then give these to the chiropractors for like this, this finished sales process to really help attract new patients mm-hmm. out in the marketplace to schedule on their calendar and then show up. And then and then a lot of people would come to us and say, hey, that's really cool that you're doing that for chiropractors, but do you have anything that you can help non-doctors with, right? And we, for the longest time, we're like, no, we don't. And, uh, and, now, and now we do. 
And so this is a, a really great solution. We even have a, a really good system that can launch ads within the platform itself too. So literally you can come in there with basically no experience promoting your offer to the marketplace, create an offer, and then get it out there. And nice. it's really incredible. We have a trademark for lead flows as well, which is really cool because, you know, lead flows is awesome an awesome uh, name of, of a brand. And so leadflows.com is what I'm really excited about um, with that and my book. We won the two comma club. If you're familiar with that as well, um, in the process of, um, of me launching my business for, for doctors. And this book talks about the, the whole journey, the ups, downs, the difficulties, um, the fun times, the difficult times. And the theme throughout the entire book is really hearing the voice of God for your life. Because I believe that God's very much real, number one. Number two, he really cares about us, has a plan for us. And if we listen to him, he wants to guide us into incredible, remarkable adventures and experiences. So let's let's talk about that because we, on this podcast, we talk about the challenges that business owners go through when they first start and you know things that they never they never saw coming along the way. And also talk about you know, listening to your your intuition, whether it's God, source, the universe, whatever you want to call it, it's that that higher power that is there. So what was it as you first started that you were able to listen to that to be able to overcome you know, the challenges that we all have as we start a business? You know, I knew I had a really good why. I knew why I was doing it. And so I remember when I started my business, I was walking on the streets of Haiti, looking around, looking at the devastation and just thinking to myself that I wish that I could make a bigger impact because at this point in place, I was raising money to help people here in Haiti. And I'd see like a mother of seven or eight and she's a single mother raising her kids and her kids can't all go to school or they don't eat every meal every day or maybe some days they don't get to eat. And I knew I could help these people. And I was in the process of, of trying to raise money. And, and there's a lot of money that had been raised for Haiti in the past, like billions of dollars, I think, have been flowed into this country. And I think this number. And there was so such corruption that it didn't really make it to the people. Oh, it didn't filter and, down and, to the people and, who and, needed and, it the most, right? Ex exactly. And so I'm yeah. like, well, I'm I'm legitimately standing here in front of these people and I see the need. And I'm trying my best to share the vision. And I can raise a little bit of money, but I'm like, if I what if I start my own business that can be successful? Then I don't have to ask other people for help. I can just go make money and then be mm -hmm. able to really help these people and help other people around the world. So, so my, my heart's not just in one spot, but it's helping people around the world, not just um, the practical needs like being able to eat, but even in, in investing in economic development, where if you're if you're in a first world country, you really have a huge opportunity to be very, very successful. There's so much knowledge out there that there's a huge opportunity to be successful. It's just a matter of, of getting over any mental blocks and doing it. And, and I really had this, this really strong desire just to impact people and be able to give back. And that's what really helped push me to launch and start my business. Nice. So along the way, can you share a couple of stories of what have you done? Where has the money that you've raised gone to what good has it done it'd be great to hear some some really cool stories about you know what you've actually seen that you've you've achieved sure so as i mentioned i've been to haiti 28 times 
And so here's here's a simple story of, of a man. I even I even share the story in my book. I remember we were down in Haiti, and one of our Haitian friends brings this widower to us. This is this is a man that lost his wife, and he had I believe he had four daughters, right? And he used to he used to have his own business. He used to be an entrepreneur, and so he used to have his own coal business. But then his wife got sick, and so he sold his business to pay for the medical expenses for his wife. But his wife had still passed away, and that left him in a really devastating situation. He didn't mm -hmm. have a business now. He lost his wife. He's alone trying to take care of his kids by themselves. And so this man ended up going and working in a sand mine. And so literally for hours a day in the hot, grueling sun, he would get like a pickaxe and pick away at this rock side and turn these rocks into sand and then scoop it into a wheelbarrow and then wheel it all the way over to a huge dump truck. And when him and a couple coworkers of his would fill up an entire dump truck in a day, only then would they get paid. And so it would take them all day to fill this crazy, huge dump truck. And his reward for working in the hot sun all day was like the U.S. equivalent of like $3 and maybe 33 cents, mm -hmm. something like that, like a very minuscule amount of money. And on that like $3 and change, he had to cover his food, take care of his daughters, make sure his everything involving his, his shelter was taken care of and just everything. And it just wasn't cutting it. And yet there's so many people around the world that that's the kind of situation they're in. That, and I remember he came to us and says, can you help us? Can you help me restart my business? Can you re help me restart my coal business? And I remember during one of the trips, I wanted to help him, but I just didn't have the money. And we thought maybe next trip I could help him, right? And and that's where having entrepreneurship comes in. You know, maybe if, I was more successful in business, or maybe for some people, maybe if you had a business, mm. you'd be able to help somebody in that kind of situation. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe we're going to be back in a few months. We can help them then, right? But then COVID took place, and then there was like riots and civil unrest in the country, and we couldn't go back for over a year. And this guy was stuck in this horrible situation. But yet, if he just had $400, he would have been set free. So finally, we were able to go back and give him, you know, $400 doesn't seem like a lot of money in U.S. standards. But for him, if he's making like $3 and something a day, I mean, this is life-changing money here. This mm. is like millions and millions and millions of dollars, basically. And the equivalent is what it feels like in a situation where there's not, there's not free schooling in the country. There's not um, any way that you can go to school for free unless you... You pay to go to school, but if you don't have mm. income, how can you possibly pay to go to school? And and so it's a cycle of poverty where if you if you can't go to school, you don't have a job because you're not educated. If you don't have a job, you don't have money to send your kids to school. And you see how the cycle is like nonstop. And so the different people I was working with, uh, we were able to send his daughters to school and then we were able to invest in this coal business. Not only did we were able to get him the tools he needed, but we were able to give him money to invest uh, in a harvesting rights for a plot of land. We got him a steward that could oversee the money to make sure it was used properly. And we even helped secure his first client. 
And in this process, we returned and he had this huge bag of coal and this man that normally he, he was very, you know, he looked very, very disheartened inside. He had joy, I felt, for the first time, you know, and probably maybe, maybe years. And that's, I guess that's what brings it for you. It's, it's the, yeah, it's your little bit of selfish need where you love seeing people just change their lives. That brings you fulfillment and seeing the knock-on effect firsthand. It must be beautiful to feel. Yeah, and, and it's and it's convicting saying, wow, only $400 did this for this man where he had to slave away at that sand mine because you know we didn't have that money. And it's so really with convicting. This, I want to talk about you for a bit here because these uh, there's an amazing story about what the people that you touch go through and how you change their lives i want to hear about you how do you manage yourself through because you must see so much going on so much poverty and and situations that you would like to change but you can't change everything so how do you manage yourself as you go through this as you try and put your stamp on the world i would say that there's a lot of opportunities to be discouraged there's a lot of opportunities you you get depressed when you're looking around and say you know, why do I get to be born in the United States? Why do I have these opportunities? Yet people over in these other countries, they didn't do anything. This is the same way I didn't do anything to be born mm. in my situation. They didn't do anything to be born in their situation. And so I think that, you know, really grounding myself on in scriptures, you know, I'm a Christian, you know, read the Bible. I think in those moments, you know, reading the Bible and knowing that, God's going to take care of these his, these people, knowing that it's not my responsibility. I'm not Superman. I mm. only have to do what I'm called to do and help the people who are in front of me. And knowing that there's a big God that sees these people's needs and is helping them. And for anybody who cries out to God, anybody who cries out for help, you know, God will move and intervene in their life. But it just takes you know, being rooted in, in scriptures is what really give, gives me the, the inner peace and inner joy. And the Bible calls it a peace that surpasses all understanding, mm. you know, whenever you're seeing those kinds of situations, because it can be really hard. It can be really hard. Yeah. And, and I was living at the time I was living in Los Angeles, five minutes of Beverly Hills. I lived in that area for over a decade. And so I go from these extreme um, opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, one day I'm walking the streets of one of the poorest villages in the world. The next day I'm walking the streets uh, in Beverly Hills near Rodeo Drive, one of the richest areas in the world, right? And and seeing how these two worlds collide and interact and just being able to interact in both the poverty, but also in the luxury and mm. being able to, to be present and, and be able to, to help those in front of me, regardless of their background or their success. So really through your through your faith, through that ability to allow and trust in the higher power, to trust in all these these things, that means that you don't have that over responsibility, that you don't mm-hmm. become a martyr and try and continue to do everything. I mean, put that back into sort of business term, which yeah, a lot of people here will will understand over delivering with clients over responsibility of how can i help them the most um what you're saying is a a, you know huge expanded magnified version of that but it's the same principle what you're saying i love to find that the 
duality, the, the similarities between these these kind of stories. So having your big, big experience and the business owner's mindset of this, it can be tough to not have that over responsibility. And it sounds like you found your way to be able to hold those boundaries, hold that space and still get on and do what you need to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. And, and it's when you're faithful in little things, you know, God can trust you with bigger things. And so you really have to be faithful with what's in front of you. Hmm. So where's your focus going this year? So 2023, obviously your book is just about to launch. Um, by the time this is out, maybe it's launched, who knows? But hey, what, what, where's your focus this year? What, are you, what have you got lined up? What excites you? So I'm getting married um, and that's really, really exciting. And so we're doing wedding planning. I'm launching my book. Super excited. I am. Um, I'm actually started writing my second book. And my second book is on the journey of me writing my first book because it was such a wild journey. Three weeks in a writing while expectance, my father had died. And okay. um, and there's a series of other other things that went on when that happened that made it very difficult. But yeah, I kept pressing through. Yeah, a former employee of mine, he went rogue in like literally within 12 hours of my father passing away. And he like tried to tried to sabotage the business in a very big way. Oh, man. And so it, it was crazy. Most people would say, hey, stop writing mm. the book. Most people would say, just focus on your family, focus on your business, stop writing the book. But I had a conviction. This book needs to be written. Sure. I knew a lot about marketing. Sure. I could have just focused on doing what I was doing. But I knew that I need to pivot and really share the stories and the principles and the concepts that I learned Mm. While I was out in Los Angeles with the world, the world needed that. And so what 2023 looks like is I'm traveling, I'm sharing on the, the messages of, of the book, number one, but number two, um, bringing together entrepreneurs um, from all walks of life and really helping them get their business in order through lead flows. And so lead flows, um, is, as I said, it's a software that helps these doctors, but not, not just doctors now, it helps everybody, whether you're a coach, a real estate agent, a small business owner. Um, whoever whoever you are, you could even be like a, a network marketing person, whoever it is, you need this. Because the uh, principles software. are the same within yeah. your business. Exactly. And then so helping helping those entrepreneurs through that software. And even I think we're going to be having live events for our lead flows as well throughout um, this next year. And I'm really, really excited. Um, we're going to help a lot of entrepreneurs. A lot of you want to be entrepreneurs, both in the practical aspects of the business, but also um, help them discover their purpose. And by discovering your purpose, I feel I can most effectively impact the world by equipping other people to discover their purpose and to walk fully into who they're called to be. Because firsthand, that's what you've done. That's how you've managed to reach the place that you are right now. So that authentic story and helping others to find theirs, that's fantastic. Love that. And, and, hey, Brian, thank you so much for sharing. This has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and hear about your journey. So if people want to find out more about you, um, and of course, your book, where can they find you online? So go on, go on to Amazon, get my book, Wild Expectance, get it there, tell your friends about it. All the, Pretty much all the stories I've shared um, are in this book. Um, and there's fantastic stories in here. But also, if you have a business, go get a demo. Um, we're not, not just a demo, go get a free trial at leadflows.com and test drive the software yourself. 
you can jump on there and get trial for free. And I want to encourage you, if, if you're watching this right now, do it afraid. Do it afraid. There's never going to be a perfect time to step out. If you can reach your vision by yourself, you're not thinking big enough. Okay. So don't be afraid to step out into something bigger than you and just do it. There we are. Fantastic way to earn. That is the best advice ever. So everyone go check it out, buy the book, enjoy it, leave a review so others can find it as well. And uh, thank you so yeah. much. Hey, Brian, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Hey, I'm so happy to be here on the, on the show. Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.